welcome to What Is It Now, episode 8, which is pretty crazy, of Dead Letter Radio. I am your host, Taze, and this podcast is really your show. We feature your writing, your poetry, your short letters. Basically, any creative writing you submit, there's a chance it will be featured on the show. I just give you a voice and a platform to share it. So, before I get on this episode, I asked before on Twitter, what time of day is your most creative, where you find yourself uh, able to really put your hands to work to uh, create something new or something you've been dwelling on all day. For me, it's always been late at night, early morning, when I mean early morning, I mean like 2 a.m., and as of right now, I am recording this episode at 2 a.m., so this episode is brought to you by not a sponsor, Night Owls, which includes me and I'm sure a handful of other people. Where, whether we like it or not, we like to carve out a little time of the night to ourselves where everyone else is sleeping, and for better or worse, stay up way later than we should. So, outside of that, I do want to do a reminder that if there's any poem or written work that is featured in this episode or any other episode that you enjoy, check out the description of the episode. I always put basically a credit list of everyone who submitted. If they shared their name and are not anonymous, you will see a name or a username on a social media that they use, and you can always reach out to them through there. Um, or you can just let me know, hey, you really like this person's piece, and I can get in contact with them and let them know that they have a fan. So that's something always to keep in mind. And in the end of the episode, as always, I will go into how to submit your own. Um, but let's get right into the episode. I hope you're, you're able to bundle up, stay warm during these, this cold season if you're in my area of the world. And listen, relax, and enjoy. So to start off, we have a poem by Street Quail 2941 and you can find them on Reddit. It is titled, A Dandelion. A dandelion driven by the breeze, lost with no sense of direction. A dandelion is all I'll ever be, lost with no return. So thank you, Street Quail, for that submission to get us started. This is one of the things that I really enjoy about poetry especially, but any form of art really, is that you can take what you want from it in most cases, um, and you can basically put your own lens um, to see a piece in a different light. So for instance, at least to me, this piece initially has a very sobering feel, um, that being lost with no sense of direction and that's all you ever be, that that you're lost with no return. And I think that's very relatable for myself, for a lot of other people. You know, I know growing up you think this idea that you will become an adult and you will find your way and your path, and in a lot of cases it's not that cut and dry, and you can always lose your path again, and you have to find it again, and you can feel like you're directionless. I feel like a lot of people, at least in my generation, especially now of young adults, get that sense of directionless where we feel like we should be somewhere else that we're just not whether due to circumstances or what have you but you can also look at this in a positive light you could spin it as you know you're like a dandelion driven by the breeze sounds very relaxing lost with no sense of direction just going with the wind lost with no return some people um are lost but don't want to be found, just to let the wind carry them. And in my eyes, at least, 
that does sound pretty relaxing when you compare it to the more rigid structure of our day-to-day lives that society requires and that is expected of us. So thank you, Street Quail, for this piece. So this next one is by Anna, and it is titled The Dance of Sparks. Two sparks arise from the fire, twisting, dancing in the night. A beautiful dance of desire leaps into being and takes flight. They twist and twirl around each other as the snow slowly melts. A young woman and her lover, eyes for no one else. Alas, their dance is cut short. The fire sputters down. They separate, hurt, and smiles turn into frowns. Their dance was never meant to last. The stars did not align. So not they look back into the past and remember that one time. When they danced through the night, hopelessly in love, but learned in the early morning light, emotions are not enough. Thank you, Anna, for this uh, wonderful poem. Relationships is such a funny thing because in an instant you can have an ignition, a spark, and sometimes it's embers, sometimes it instantly turns into a roaring fire, and just like a fire, it can feel like it's going to consume everything. The heat is almost too too much to bear. It's all-consuming. But just like a fire, especially when it's hotter the heat, it'll eventually burn out if you do not keep adding fuel to it. And so while that emotion, that attraction, that romantic night, that passion can be the catalyst for a great relationship, if your goal is a long-term one mutually, it needs so much more. And you need that trust, that communication, um, that joy of being around each other, even outside of a romantic sense, in a lot of ways to be someone's best friend. You need those building blocks, those uh, logs to add to the fire to keep that love alive or it will putter out and it might just end up being there was that one time that one period of my life where everything was so good and passionate with this person and it just fizzled out even though you could not imagine it being so at that moment so thank you Anna I think this poem really captures that Um, love and romance is work don't let anyone tell you different it's a lot of work This next one is by Picnic123. You can find them on Reddit. And it is titled, Divinity Somewhere. A steeple's silhouette, distant in the city's smog. Thank you, Picnic123, for that piece. It's a short one, but it does capture that same idea, like a haiku, at least to me, of... A small framed scene or idea that's perfectly captured and you can look at it in so many different lights though even though your information is small and minuscule you can view this almost like a horror movie sense where it's this ominous setting of the steeples silhouette in this uh, city smog or using the title and everything you can view it as there is divinity there. That is the beacon of light through all the pollution. Or you can even look at it as that is where divinity should be, but now it is just 
a part of the city smog. And so, as once again, and I'll keep saying it probably as long as this podcast keeps going, so sorry if I sound like a broken record, but that is the beauty of writing. That is the beauty of art. Take away from it what you need. Um, yeah, writers always have intentions of what they're trying to convey, but at the end of the day, when you take it in, you're going to always take in what, how you feel, see it, how you view it. And there's nothing wrong with that in my eyes. So thank you, Picnic. I really enjoyed it. Um, and I'm sure everyone else has as well. I think it's a really fun short piece. Really atmospheric, I should say. So this next one is by Benjamin Fidel. And it is titled, Guy's Behavior, Foot Tapper. Candle flames flicker, the wax, unapologetic to flies. Cars gurgle, old men gurgle, and the trees, like expected mothers, sway. The painting stares back like faces in passing cars or faces in piles of clothes. People turning as their names are called and are met with nothing. The door is closed, the door is open, the door is gone. Knocking. Criminal. 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 So thank you, Benjamin Fidel. This one is a piece that gives me anxiety. Um, it paints the scene of, or the feeling to me of, when you've done something wrong, or you expect you've done something wrong, or you just expect a negative outcome that's going to directly impact you, and it feels like the world knows, and you feel like everyone is staring the idea that you're seeing faces uh, in uh, the paintings and faces in, like in passing cars and faces in piles of clothes. And then especially if you combine the idea of you're somewhere waiting. Maybe you're at a jail or waiting for processing. Maybe you're just waiting for bad news. But you hear people, that mundaneness of life of people getting called, getting called their names and they're not met with anything. Doors are opening and closing. And all through that mundaneness, you have that dread building up in you while everyone else is just going through their life and in this case it possibly could be that dread of criminal 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 thinking about yourself now i don't know if that's exactly what benjamin was going for but that is what comes to my mind and ben if you are listening to this uh please reach out to me again and i might do so to you too because i really want to know exactly what your piece was because to me it induces that anxiety feeling where you would tap your foot as you wait anxiously at a location. So thank you. This next one is by Google Me Hard on Reddit. We get all sorts of usernames in this podcast. It is titled, An American Style Poem, What is Coffee? What is coffee? A coffee is a bean. You put a bean in water. And then you drink the water. You release the stream. And then you die. A victim. So thank you, Google. This is one of those cool kind of pieces. One, the format makes it so simple and clean but nice. I, I, sometimes I wish you guys could see how some of these poems are structured. Because that is also can be a very fundamental part of poetry. Is the structure and the layout. And sometimes that is a lot of the substance in some cases 
But this one, it, it talking about the mundane aspect of life again, of describing something so simple as coffee, and then the stark cutoff of dying and being a victim. And you could paint this, I think, easily, and it could be the main inspiration of how political and, or uh, issues that are going on in America, where I'm located and such. At least that's one of the things that came to mind, my mind when I read it too, and with the title and everything. Um, but I, but ultimately, what I sat on or set on was the idea of life can be mundane. It can drone. It can be very much the same. You can start every morning with uh, coffee. You can describe what coffee is. You can get into your car. You drive every day to work. You make your usual stops. You get back home. And then all of a sudden, whether due to an accident or a crime or the cruelty or just wrong place, wrong time, circumstance, tragedy strikes. And it, as abruptly as the last two lines in this poem cutting off the process of making coffee. Um, life can also be severely altered in a split second. And now, I could be way off base on the true meaning of this poem, but that is what comes to mind for me. That is the picture that it paints for me from just reading it. So I would love to always hear what you guys think and what it paints for you. You know, what... What was the meaning for this and all the other poems in your eyes? This next one is by TTV Yayami on Reddit, and it is titled Addict. These days I feel so insecure, like I can't write without a rhyme, like I'm always acting immature, like I'm wasting all my time. Why do I write each and every day? Is it because I'm overflowing with ideas? No. It's because I'm selfish, I dare say, because I want likes that make my ego grow. I post and wait for them to like it, to comment how great I am. I know this, I know that I'm an addict. I just have to have some fans. So thank you, TTV Yayami, for this uh, poem, a very honest one. And the reason I actually specifically chose this one was because looking back on my experience with writing, I initially started writing short stories, trying to make novels, and I eventually started just experimenting with poetry, and then I eventually started posting it on online under a pen name as just a kind of like a vent and a release and a place to share. And easily and quickly, at least in my case, it became kind of a battle of being proud of your work and being happy with the words you wrote um, and versus how many likes you get and the perceived value of what you wrote. And it can be draining. It could, you know, it, you feel so great when you get oh, a new record of likes on this. Wow, this one is so popular. And then one that you're really happy you wrote and, and it hardly gets any attention. And as a constant thing, I always had to remind myself that, one, it's just a chance of the die, you know, you maybe post at the wrong time or what have you, but two, it's also different mediums um, in different places are going to have 
different demographics of what people are looking for in writing and what appeals to them. So you can, and if that's your progress, it's nothing wrong with that, write to cater to the audience, write to always appeal to them. But if you're writing ultimately for yourself, why get weighed down on the likes? If you have to change what you write and what you enjoy writing about just to get approval, then you're not going to be enjoying it. You know, it's not going to be your writing anymore. It's going to be everyone else's writing. You're basically letting them guide your pen. And if you want to write for yourself, you know, I definitely say be careful with sharing it on social media. Nothing, don't do it. But it's very easy to get into uh, that black hole of how many likes this post can get. And if this post doesn't get enough likes, then it's not good. It's your writing. If you enjoy it, it's good. I mean, you can always improve as a writer, but don't let likes dictate the quality of your work, in my opinion, at least. Uh, be happy with what you work with. Grow, obviously. Don't stagnate, but don't let superficial likes uh, take away from your joy. And so thank you, TTV Yami, for uh, sharing this because I think a lot of people, especially in such a social media-focused um, time we're in, experience this in one way or the other, whether it's written work, but even art, pictures, showing our lives, becomes a numbers game, when it should be really just something we enjoy doing. So this next one is by HonestDeal5725. You can find them on Reddit, and it is titled Distracting Mind. What's on your mind? The owl asked the fish. I am the troubled kind, for look at the way the river winds, a perceived odyssey, yet we're all consigned. I can't help but look behind, these decisions, are they mine? The river is a clear contract signed, the flow is rigid and well defined. Look at you, able to soar, sex, silhouettes, picturesque, as you scan the floor, unrest, interest, unbounded nest. You find infinity and look for more. I do know how you feel, said the owl. The mother is forcing me into the family business. Why can't she see that I am ambitious just like you? The owl cheerfully shrugged and oh well, and fell into the wind, peacefully under the train spell. So thank you very much, Honest Deal, for this piece. It's a really fun one and it almost makes me think of a children's uh, picture book or story book. It has that kind of framing, especially with the animal characters and everything, but it's a great piece. And I, when I initially spoke to Honest Deal about their inspiration for this work, um, I'm going to paraphrase some of the things that they said in regards to it. So they said that the themes of most of my poems that I write currently is inspired by Taoistic philosophy. I am fascinated by using a river as a metaphor for life. One who is part of a river may think that they chose their path, but it is in fact nature. The real inspiration for this poem is the destructivity of overthinking. And they go on to say about how the fish, who's this, in this case really intelligent, is you know, basically jealous of the owl and their um, apparent freedom, but the owl, who is in this case is less intelligent, is really the wise one because he or, uh, accepts the, that his choices are not really his own. He goes with Mother Nature guiding him. 
and that they're at the end of the day they're both guided in their own constraints of their path their path is already laid out for them and so why i like this one it's that no matter what your philosophy uh your views on philosophy um or predestination even and free will what have you i think we can always benefit in some cases of going with the flow there's going to be times in life obviously you need to be rigid and fight against the current and make things work for you that is a given but there are times where it's okay just to let the water carry you go down the lazy river relax kick back Life is already stressful enough that it's not good for your health, but also just sometimes it's not worth to stress over every little detail and to overthink every little thing. We're all in the same boat overall, but just so sometimes it's okay to just relax. Some things are okay to let go. Some things are okay to let carry you a little bit. And on the flip side, there are definitely things you need to fight for. And so, to me, it's always that balance. But I've always been a huge believer in going with the flow. And sometimes it carries you into interesting places that you wouldn't have been or experienced otherwise. So, that is episode 8. Once again, thank you so much for everyone who's uh, submitted uh, their writing. Um, It's always great to read different people's viewpoints and the way they tackle creativity and different subjects. And if you're ever thinking of writing a poem, a short story, or anything like that, even a letter, or you have those lying around and you're unsure about sharing them, all writing can be about anything. It doesn't have to be always about love. It doesn't always have to be about heartbreak. It doesn't always have to be about um, negative emotions. It can be a happy poem it can, or a piece of writing. It can be one that seems frivolous or about any aspect of life, or it can even be a story that's poetic or just a short story. All what I'm trying to say is the only one limiting you in your writing is you. The topic can be about anything. Um, one poet, and I'm gonna, I should have pulled up their name before, but uh, Renee Wilk, I believe, uh, stated before that to write about the uninteresting things in life. Uh, everyone writes about these grand topics, but write about the uninteresting things in life, the smaller points, make those interesting. Not saying that's a guideline you have to follow, but that is a fun thing to do. So write about anything if you enjoy it. That's all that really matters. And if you want to share it, send it in. Um, you can always send it in uh, via my Twitter, which is Dead Letter Cast, C-A-S-T. Or on Instagram, I'm at Dead Letter Radio. You can DM me on either one. Let me know you want to submit something. And if you want to be anonymous, um, because you feel like maybe it's not good enough or what, or any reason, or it's too personal... You can do that as well. I more than encourage uh, you just to submit your work to share it because I think it builds confidence in you. Uh, it gets your work out there. And it can might help people on the other side, whether relate to your experiences, make them feel they're not alone in their experiences, or maybe just be a relaxing, happy piece for them to listen to uh, while they're driving or making coffee or going to sleep at night and using this to relax. So it's a win-win for everybody involved, and I enjoy reading all these different pieces. So once again, this is episode 8 of Dead Letter Radio. If you enjoyed it, uh, leave a review. I know like on Apple's iTunes and um, 
and Apple Podcasts you can. Uh, Spotify you can follow, but leave a review, follow, what have you, or just share it, or just let me know. Honestly, uh, any kind of input or feedback just uh, helps out to let me know the show's going well, and I'd always love to hear exactly uh, what piece you guys enjoyed too, which ones were your favorite. This is your host, Taze, with Dead Letter Radio, and I'm wishing you all safe travels. <laughs>